Hey everybody, welcome to episode 70 of the Utah Royals FC show. I am here with Lucas and Cindy. Hi gang. Hi. Hello. (laughs) So it's been, I don't know how long it's been. It feels like it's been forever, but I don't think it's actually been that long. It's probably, we probably only missed one week, yeah? Well, I think... Uh I think we missed one week entirely, and then the week before that, uh, Cindy, RJ, and I recorded a whole episode, and then uh, <laughs> there were extreme audio issues that caused us to not have an episode that week. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think we've officially missed two, even though we made a valiant effort on one. That's true. And anyways, we're back, game. gang. Mm-hmm. Gang. We're back. Um... This episode's either going to be super short or super long because oh. I know nothing about anything except for the last game. Why? So Why is that? I, I've been gone. I've been gone, Cindy. Wow. Where, where'd you go? I Tell know. us. I've, I've, I've been in Alaska. Ooh. Oh, that's fancy. Yeah. The last frontier. It's been, <laughs> it's been cool. It's been cool. So I guess point is I'm either going to overcompensate uh, and talk a bunch of nonsense, or uh, maybe we'll be under 45 minutes. Mm. I don't know. Let's see. Um, no Megan this week. She's all grown up, off to college. Man. Man, that's crazy. Man, that's crazy. I I don't know, but I feel like yesterday she was just in elementary. <laughs> She's going to love to hear that. <laughs> Granted, she does like legitimately post pictures of herself with like Javier Morales, and she's in like third grade. I know, right? That's crazy. Little, I mean, kids that are going out to college now or going up to like fifth grade, you're like, how did this happen? How? (laughs) It makes you feel so old. So I coach, coached high school debate, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have 10th grade through, so sophomore year through, through uh, senior year here in Davis County. And so I've done that for like five years now. And mm-hmm. so to have your sophomore kids graduate mm-hmm. and then debate in college and have you not been in high school throughout that time, you will never feel, feel more old. It's so weird. And so like seeing Megan go to college, it's like, <laughs> wow, I'm so old and I'm way younger than both of you. Wow, thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Wow. No offense. No offense. Yeah. I mean, y'all are more respectable. You have careers. You're doing things with your life. So you're good. Oh, man. Thanks. I have mixed feelings about that, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I know how to respond to that, but. Um, it's yeah. a compliment. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Megan, Megan is all grown up. And then sometimes I worry about. Um, the advice RJ tries to give her. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. She still has like three years. What advice? Like whiskey drinking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel like such a mom when I'm like, don't, don't listen to her. <laughs> you know, I, I definitely shared a story about yeah. having drinking too much and then no one responded and I felt really awkward about it. It's like, oh. <laughs> Uh, oh, man. 
Megan, you don't do anything crazy. Don't let college change you. Stick to school. Um, join the debate team. Um, Still write about soccer. You don't. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, write about soccer. Yeah. Avoid drugs. <laughs> and alcohol. Yeah. Don't spend $300 on a fancy cigar. Make- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. This is starting like last show. Do you remember last show? I remember listening to it and thinking, what? <laughs> what? This is what happened. Oh, when I'm not on. Is yeah. that the one where I talked about drinking cocaine? Yeah. And then oh, I was Oh, I never listened to that one. How was it? What? It actually Dude, wasn't. Yeah. You got to go right now. <laughs> okay. You should. You got to like listen to it right think, now. Yeah. Yeah. It really. I think it was after that. I don't know. It was after some loss. And I probably just felt sad, and so I didn't. I get it. I get it. It it. It It was funny. Yeah, it actually wasn't as bad as I thought about, and it actually was pretty funny, so you should listen to it. Okay, I'll check it out. Okay. (laughs) So some other news. So we were going to have Becca Moros on, not last week, the week before. That didn't work out, unfortunately, but it's going to happen. Uh, It's definitely going to happen. Anyways, there's a ton to talk about in this episode. Uh, We've got, obviously, the most recent game against the Rain. We have games against Sky Blue and the Red Stars. We have two games coming up that we're going to talk about briefly. And then we also have Laura Harvey, potentially, to the U.S. Women's National Team. Um, But before we go into that, I, I I think it's appropriate that we branch over and we talk about Real Salt Lake for a little bit Mm. Um, because what happened is something that affects us all. Mm. Um, Unless you've been living under a rock, you probably know by now that um, Mike Petke has been terminated based on some of the homophobic comments. And I don't know if you want to call it aggressive behavior towards the referee, but it would potentially constitute that mm-hmm. um so i'm just gonna open it up i have a bunch of things that i've written out that i want to say but what do y'all want to say about it i yeah i mean Lucas. i've thought a lot about this the last few weeks um i it was absolutely the right thing uh for the club to do to to terminate his contract um i think mm-hmm. like i feel a little bit sad about it because it's such a like terrible way to lose a job. Um, but I, that, but he earned that, like that is the consequences of Mike Petke's actions. Um, Mm -hmm. so if you don't know what happened Mm -hmm. after the league's cup game, Mike Petke went up to the ref multiple times, screamed mother effing P U T O, which is a homophobic slur in Spanish. Um, and the ref's face did it in the Mm -hmm. tunnel. Did it, uh, apparently wrote it on a, on a piece of paper and slipped it under the ref's locker room door. Um, and that's mm-hmm. pretty unhealthy behavior. And so it just like, it makes me think, I, I guess I believe that people hurt out of a place of hurt. Um, and that Mike Petke has mm-hmm. some, some issues, um, that he, you know, that he deals with and, um, some anger issues, obviously. Um, 
And Jake uh, Simons of the RSL show had a really great comment of like, yes, I absolutely want healing and forgiveness for Mike Petke, but he needs to do that somewhere else. And I don't think a man like that should be in leadership mm-hmm. at Real Salt Lake. Um, mm-hmm. At least certainly not at present. Um, and so, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it's just, you know, a really terrible situation all around, but um, those are the consequences of his actions. I, I doubt, I you know, I don't think of Mike Petke as like an overtly like homophobic person of like being against gay marriage and thinking homosexuality is gross or anything like that. But I think there's probably some subtle like homophobia there where you think an insult like that, you know, that, that you would use gayness as an insult. Um, and that's, that's really bothersome. And I feel like mm-hmm. it brings Real Salt Lake and the organization of which Utah Royals FC are a part of um, into disrespect, into disrespect, disrepute and I think Mike Petke disrespected the organization by doing that those are my thoughts yeah 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 and obviously I'm not a huge RSL fan like you guys um, and I don't really follow the club as closely as you do guys but just knowing you guys and and um, writing for Soapbox and I, I I'm very aware of what's going on um, with the club, obviously, but, um, and I obviously want them to do well. And, you know, I, just from what I've seen, Mike Petke is a very passionate man and doesn't, he wouldn't strike me as someone to stoop to that level, but so it was a little bit shocking just to hear it, especially, um, just from it's, it's, I think because that word is used in, in soccer and chance. And so that's something that even MLS and even like um, the, what's it called? The Mexican league has had trouble with as well. So first a coach to kind of do that does seem very hypocritical in a point of, um, you know, those are my thoughts on that, but it's obviously, you know, the club made the right move. They had to. Um, I know people were calling for the termination to be done sooner, but, I think it had to be a process and in due time, we knew it was coming. And if it wasn't, then obviously the club would be, be looked at a whole different light. But, um, and of course there's never justification for using that homophobic, homophobic slur. And, and I think for Mike Petke to just use it was, um, inexcusable and disappointing. Um, I, like I said, I don't, I don't know him as well as you guys or follow him as much as you guys. But for me, just from following the organization a little bit, it was, it was very disappointing. So I don't think Petke is a terrible man. I think he just made, um, you know, he was, you know, human nature causes us to do and say things that we later regret. So I hope he owns up to it and apologizes. And I don't know what that will mean, but like you said, I, I hope it does um, because it's, it's not the first instance and you guys know that this isn't the first time that Mike, that, that Petke has been in some kind of issues and trouble with MLS or with the club. And um, yeah, this was yeah. definitely a low. Yeah. I feel so many different directions about this. I think a lot of people who know me or who've, 
been on Twitter Twitter have have seen some of the interactions that mm-hmm. I've had with Mike Petke mm-hmm. uh, and Matt Montgomery, particularly from RSL Soapbox. And, you know, they haven't been the best. I'm absolutely in the camp that I don't think that Mike Petke is like blatantly homophobic or a horrible person. But I do think in particularly the reason why I think it's important that we branch out and we talk about this instance on a Utah Royals FC show is because there are a lot of implications for us, not only as hosts of the show, but for our fan base that we are trying to represent and trying to reach out to, as well as the players. For me, mm-hmm. as someone who um, like has a lot of connection to queer communities, it's very uncomfortable to go from having Pride Month to seeing Mike Petke in a shirt that says soccer for all to um, sitting in a stadium that has, um, you know, like the, the colors that we typically associate with, with queer pride sitting around him and then to go out and do something like this. It makes you sort of uncomfortable, or at least it made me uncomfortable to want to wear all this RSL gear that I have. That's, you know, decked in these different types of different types of pride things. And so I think particularly as a fan, you want, um, you want your club to represent the values that you hold. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, I think his, his reaction is definitely not something which is reflective of the values that I hold or a lot of people hold. But looking more into it and seeing the reaction, the reaction for me is, yeah, Petke did what he did. It's inexcusable. But some of the the reactions that we're seeing and the excuses for it is really what I'm finding to be incredibly disturbing. And it's not as much from people who listen to this podcast or from people who just follow Woso and then it overlaps in RSL, but there are a lot of people who are not willing to call out and to pay attention and to look to the fact that, that um, right. Like pride runs very, very deep in RSL as an organization. And I think particularly for Utah Royals, as you folks know, and as probably a lot of listeners know, um, and while we're not going to name names, like there are many people on this Utah Royals FC roster who were hurt and impacted because of their gender and sexual identity by what he said, whether it was directed towards him or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to see people being willing to, to defend some of the things that he said has been um, really disturbing. And so I kind of want to walk, want to walk by these a little bit one by one. Um, and so I think first and foremost, that I think a lot of people aren't realizing is that Petke was probably on his way out the door anyways. Hmm. I don't, I don't understand the need to defend a coach who's 37, 8, 38 and 16 with a coaching record. Who's been suspended multiple times for his temper ranging out of control. And as you've seen through Twitter, specifically between interactions between Matt Montgomery and me and him uh, has behaved in gaslighting behavior. When you look particularly at the instance that happened in the Tigres match, I know there's a lot of discussion um, that, yeah, the words has different meanings in different places. Um, but at best, he called the ref a male whore. And at worst, he called them a homophobic slut and then wrote the same word on paper and had it given to them. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who was on Laura Harvey's podcast less than a month ago talking about homophobia 
in how cool it was that Laura Harvey came out to her parents. The leak has been stomping out the word puto since Mike Petke has been playing. This has been going on for a very, very, very long time. And so he absolutely knew what he said. There's no way he didn't know what he said. Mm-hmm. He's not a fluent Spanish speaker. He chose the one Spanish he, word he knew that he knew would go out and insult someone. And that word has specific, very, very violent anti-queer meanings in the minds of non-Spanish speakers. Um, there were a lot of ways that this could have been done very, 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 very differently. Mm-hmm. So overall, the situation is just incredibly incredibly, incredibly sad. Mm -hmm. And what's even sadder for me is to see people get up and defend this type of behavior because it constitutes things like passion, right? Mike Petke, as our friend RJ said, and everyone who uses words like that hurt people. He hurt people no matter what you believe the word means. Petke is going to find another job. He's not overall going to be too harmed. That said, I don't think Mike Pecky's a terrible person. I think he's going to land on his feet. He will land on his feet. And to echo what you said that Jake said earlier, he has every shot of redemption. He should have every shot of redemption, but it should not be here representing our organization. Yeah. I think it's important to address. So, I mean, he's a part of the same organization as, as the Royals and it's kind of impacts us all. It's so, so hard to support a team that you know and you love and you bleed for and that is your everything and have it sort of espouse these types of things. So ultimately, I think um, firing him is a good thing and I hope he learns his lesson. But ultimately, the, the reflection in some of the comments, particularly on Facebook and Instagram, are really discouraging and they don't make someone like me feel any more comfortable coming to a game. Do you all have anything else before we uh, move to the U.S. Women's National Team? No, no, nope. Cool. Covered it well. Well, Cool. So Jill Ellis stepped down. Kate Markroff is supposedly going to be the new U.S. Women's National Team General Manager. Sorry, this should not say supposedly. She actually got the job today. (laughs) Um, Her shortlist is Laura Harvey, Paul Riley, Vlatko, and Mark Kirkorion. The Federation wants a female coach. Laura Harvey is the only female coach mm-hmm. on that short list that mm-hmm. Kate gave out. Yeah. I know we're reading a little bit, but, but I think the book is kind of placed in front of us to read into. Um, yeah. I'm curious, where does this short list come from? Like, how do we know that those are the, the four names on her list? It was an interview that she gave to ESPN FC about three weeks ago. Okay. I think it was it was either, yeah, it was something ESPN. <laughs> something ESPN. And this isn't like the first time that we hear Harvey's name connected to U.S. soccer. Um, and actually about, even before the, I mean, Utah became a club and FKC, like before that whole announcement happened, there was actually, Laura Harvey was, in talks with U.S. Soccer to be involved somehow. I'm not entirely sure what that was, but that is why she stepped down as Seattle's coach is because she was supposed to be involved with U.S. Soccer, and for whatever reason, it never happened. So word on the street is that U.S. Soccer kind of like 
you know, did something shady and didn't give it to her in the end. Um, and I don't know if it was Ellis's job or I have no idea, but I know that Harvey was pretty close to being hired by U.S. Soccer Federation at some point, but I'm not entirely sure what that was. Um, and then obviously Utah came into play, became a club, and so she was available, and that's how she got involved. So it wouldn't surprise me that Harvey is in that shortlist. I mean, hearing it is legit, and um, yeah, I don't know who this last guy is, though. Do you guys know? I have no idea. I was just okay. trying not to butcher his name. <laughs> I, I caught a little pause right before you said it, and then you said it so confidently. I was like, oh, you must know him. Oh, Fake it till you make it, man. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> but, yeah, that I, I, I mean, I'm not, like, shocked. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Um, it, it could happen. It, it could very well happen. Uh, so Mark is um, – uh, runs the Florida State women's soccer program, I guess. Oh. Uh, so it looks like he's a coach in women's college soccer. Um, mm. I uh, think at FSU. Yeah. Yeah, I would hope it's someone from. I would hope it's someone from, the NWSL. I think that would change, even just how games are scheduled, how the league itself is treated. Um. I think there are many positives to having hiring someone within the NWSL. I think, and I think somebody said it, the reason why the women national team, I think it was probably RJ, um, who was on NPR last week. Um, But I think she actually said it on NPR. She said that the reason why the U.S. women won the World Cup this year was because of the NWSL. Um, So hopefully having a coach – yeah. yeah, I think that would be – I think it would be incredible to have someone come up from the from NW, the NWSL um, and take the reins. Like I think that sends a really strong message about the purpose of NWSL in a lot of ways of that. Yeah. Like it's not just the end goal. It's like also a place to develop and have other opportunities. Um, and it, I think it would be really cool to see Laura or Paul or Vladko um, – in that mm-hmm. role. Like, I mean, I think Laura would be my preference just because that seems like a huge success for her. And mm-hmm. I feel like she could win the Olympics. Um, mm-hmm. Or I guess win gold is how you say that with the Olympics. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think that would be super cool. Uh, and yeah, I think she understands the frustrations as an NWSL coach of getting your national team players pulled like say if you're facing the red stars and you know, you need them and they're gone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it would be really cool as much as it would pain us to see Harvey go just because she has that history as the first coach for the franchise and just her passion. And she's a player's coach. And obviously there's the frustrations the past two seasons, but, um, I think it'd be really cool, and I think she she would do an awesome job. She knows, you know, a lot of those players. She's coached a lot of them. She has great relationships with those players. So yeah. I I would be very disappointed to see her go, but at the same time very excited and probably just become a bigger U.S. soccer fan. It was, it was really hard for me to um, – it was so easy for me to be critical of 
uh, the national team because of Ellis. Um, but yeah, that's just me. <laughs> Knock on what about that? I mean, if Laura Harvey gets in, I'm going to stand so hard. <laughs> I'm going to be so annoying about it. Um, but I think it's really cool. How often can you say that? Yeah. The coach of my team, uh, is leaving their job because they got promoted to the national team mm-hmm. and not just the national team, the best national team, the, you know, the national team that's won the world's cup back to back. I think that's an, an incredible honor. Right. And personally, I think she's going to get it. Mm. I think she's going to get it. I think that at least in terms of, like recent performance, mm-hmm. I think Paul Riley might be the front runner in regard of the best coach. Mm-hmm. But I think with everything that the U.S. Women's National Team or and you know the Federation as a whole wants, I think you know I could very, very, very well see Laura getting offered that job. Right. You know that doesn't mean that she's going to take it. I can't even imagine how stressful that would be, even having the best roster and the best talent pool in the world by far. Yeah. I mean, that's, those are pretty big shoes to fill regardless of whether Jill, uh, Jill Ellis was relying on talent or not. And especially, I think, um, I think there's going to be a lot of salt and tension in the air with the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And I think that's especially because of the previous Olympics and yeah, the world cup probably made up for that, but I think there's still something a little, a, a little bit sour there. So I would say pressure's on, um, but yeah, it'd be incredibly exciting. Mm-hmm. And I think the makeup of the pool with any of these changes is going to be incredibly interesting again sure. uh, uh, as well. I mean, if Laura Harvey goes in, uh, you know, Abby Smith is going to get another shot at the national team. Yeah. Point blank and simple. Um, you know, other players are, are also going to get their shots. Maybe, you know, Lynn Williams. Barney or, might, might again. <laughs> Barney. She loves Barney. Barney, <laughs> Barney very well could again. Although, you know, I was also thinking. We're going to see Barney, A-Rod. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Oh, my word. It's just going to be all the Royals players. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would be great. Stangled. Except for international breaks, I would hate that. Yeah. That's true. Gunny has a one-time switch; or, like it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I guess technically not international breaks, but you know when uh, the federation likes to to play games. <laughs> when uh, we also play in uh, Kelly O'Hara gets injured. Mm. Um, so that was perfect. Got, well. Mm. Mm. well, yeah. I mean, real quick, you guys. If if Laura did get the job, who would you replace her with? It's Deloy. He's either going to give it to Scotty P or Amy Lapelbit. I would and love. I think yeah. both of those are not bad choices. They're not. But I really would love to see Amy Lapelbit. I think. I think she, even what she did. I think a lot of people outside of probably Utah don't know what um, she's done with the reserves team. And I mean, they almost won the championship runners up yeah. uh, in the yeah MPSL championship, Amy LaPelle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would prefer, I mean, nothing against Scott Parkinson. Um, but I think, I think Amy LaPelle would be my pick, but what do I know? 
I yeah. feel like you know quite a bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was sure. going to say that. <laughs> I feel like you're very in the know, Cindy. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with <laughs> fine. I say Amy LaPelvent will be the next Utah Royals FC head coach should Laura Harvey move on to coach the U.S. women's national team. Is that better? <laughs> you know, I. <laughs> Yes, I like it. I like it. I think another thing to take into consideration here as well, um, if Harvey gets promoted, is does that open up a spot for Barney as an assistant coach? Because mm-hmm. being being real, she's been very involved with with Royals Reserves. Her personality and temperament is fantastic. I love Barney. I think she'd be a great coach. Yeah. And, I mean, we don't want to speculate, but... Could be her last year. If not this this year, then probably the next one. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have ever watched a single um, NWSL broadcast, but they mentioned that she's the oldest player to, in the league about every yeah. five minutes. So uh, <laughs> how could you possibly go another year? It's true. No, I, I, I mean, I think she could play several more years and still perform at a high level, but she very well might want to move on, and it would seem that her job as the, the – um, assistant for the Royals Reserves sets her up for coaching in future. Mm-hmm. And, and not only that, she would be a tremendous goalkeeper's coach. Um, you know, I, I yes, but I just because she knows her position so well and has dominated and has the you know, the cred to back it up. So um, she would be fantastic in coaching the younger players like Smith and yeah. yeah. There's good choices out there. We can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a little torn with her on that because I love Jason Batty. He's such a good dude. Oh, yeah. So to see him get pushed out would be really unfortunate. I mean, granted, I think he's also a guy who could, who could do it all and step it up into the assistant role as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Mm. I I would have no complaints if Barney were to take that position upon retiring. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would my my reaction would my best guess would be Scott um simply because he has been a women's college coach. He's been like the number 2 to Laura for, you know, mm. the last 2 years. I do love that we have a female coach, but I think he has such a strong um rapport with all the players like they all seem to really like him he seems very warm and personal with them that if he got the job like i'd love to see what he does with the team yeah yeah or it could be not it could also very well be an outside hire like right i i think our club is a pretty desirable one to be at um Mm -hmm. i don't think deloy would want that though you think he'd hire with might uh I, I don't my perspective of Deloitte is he's not exclusively a um a higher within guy. I think he does like that, but I think um there are things that make me think that he is would be willing to bring in someone from the outside. Mm-hmm. But you never know with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, who would be brought in from outside? Jill Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> Please no. I would I would quit. Just I would a quit. Swap. Just a swap. I would just quit. 
I would quit writing. I would just, I would stop falling into, I would just be done. (laughs) You know, going back to Scotty P though, is that like Amy LaPelle, but this is also a choice that I really, really like. Cause while he doesn't have that tremendous coaching resume that a lot of people have, I mean, you see that rapport that he has with the players and like, even with the fans, like, hell yeah, I'll go get a beer with Scott Parkinson. Um, what a dude. Uh, I don't know. We will, we will see what happens. To throw a wrench into the equation, um, and this is something that I'm kind of interested in, is so obviously Mike Petke's no longer with RSL. Why is Laura Harvey not in the conversation to take that job? Ooh. Wait, huh. I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Yeah. So why is Laura Harvey not in the conversation, or at least in the conversations that we're hearing and we know about, to take Mike Pecky's job? Yeah, I think it's just never been done before, and I don't know if the if certain people Ooh. are that progressive. <laughs> is how I'm going to say that. <laughs> it's true. That's a great way to say that, and that is where that is the same camp that I'm parking my car in. Mm. Unfortunate as it is, yeah. mm. I would be curious if she would want that. Like, I guess another question would be like, why would that? Why would she want that job? Why would that be like a step up for her? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And we don't know, but what ifs and buts are are fun to think about. I mean, come end of the day, we we don't know um, what's going to happen. We don't even know if she's going to leave with Kate Markraff coming in. Obviously that points to a window, but we don't know if that window is even going to be opened up. And if it is, if the bird is going to fly in through it. Mm. So we will see what happens. Um, Some other sort of generic, or I guess not generic, but sort of, overview things that we've kind of seen is so gunny has been a sub the last two games mm-hmm. for me this it's is good. shocking this though is very good she had played every mo- minute until like a month ago yeah but it's so crazy how like they started getting they, yeah. they got better I, I haven't like been i mean i haven't been like in, extremely focused on gunny's play but it's crazy how just that change but, changed a lot. Yeah, but that's all, it also coincides with the return of the national team players. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I don't think it's fair mm-hmm. to say, like, oh, Gunny was causing the losses. No, like, I don't no. understand why Cindy hates Gunny so much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. You would throw me under uh, the bus. Why don't you go eat a sock? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I I feel like it would be fascinating and I'm sure we'll get this before the season is out, but to see her with, uh, press and Sauerbrunn, um, because that might answer some things, but I feel like Lowe has, Mm -hmm. yeah, been incredible. Yeah. Lowe works so unbelievably well with Kristen press. It's nuts. Krista Press is the best. Yep. I, uh, despite <laughs> what people might think about our opinion of, of Kristen, Kristen Press. Oh my God. 
I, we could talk for three hours about how I don't actually hate Kristen we probably Press. Probably should not. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure Lucas could too. Yeah, not touching that with like a thousand foot pole. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Which is funny because in the show notes we actually have some positive. Let me remind you, ladies and gentlemen, positive things to say about Kristen Press, which. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 99% of the time we do. Um, so for Gunny, this is super interesting to me because Gunny is a hard nosed physical player. That's just going to knock you over and she's going to dominate, but she has played her best when she's played higher up mm-hmm. at least in my opinion. And she's not getting higher up. But the problem is, is that if you're going to play her higher up, that doesn't really support or work or, or interact well with the other, you know, major players that are that are on the roster or playing in, in individual games. And so I'd kind of like to see her higher up and just to see what, what she can do, because at at least as it has been, and I think for for the majority of this season, is that she's she's just sort of there, and she's not been a a prominent game defining figure mm-hmm. in any real game this season, which has been kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. And maybe she just needs to find her mojo, and spending some time on the bench will do that. Maybe it's a chemistry thing, like you were talking about, Lucas. We'll wait and see what happens because Gunny is a good player. And if you're not going to use her, fantastic off the bench. No problem with that. But also some really, really good trade bait. I don't like that. Get out of here with that. You think? Yeah. No, I think, I think, I think I agree with Virtue. I think, I'm sorry. I, I just, I think Gunny the first year was great, but I think there's been so many additions, you know, wait, is that who we're talking about? We're talking about how I'm right about everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. I agree. I agree. We're talking about trading gunning, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> I spaced because I was trying to tweet that so far so good. We're going live and nothing has happened. Technical issues. Anyway, Yes, I agree with Richo. I Lucas, see. Here's the thing: I don't ever make promises <laughs> like that that I can't follow up on. So I'm not going to say I'm going to do that. Um, yeah, oh, I mean, it's man. a possibility. I uh, kind of wonder. Like, it seems like her and Harvey are really close. Um, like, if that influences decisions at all, or it might simply be that she needs a rest. She needs a few games where she's not starting, where she's not going a full ninety because. She she's played most every minute of this season until recently. She played in the W League. She played every minute for the Royals the season before. Like that that is a lot. That's a lot to take on. Uh, and I I'm I'm a I'm a fan of Gunny. I don't want her mm-hmm. to get traded. Mm-hmm. Let me back up a minute because I don't particularly want to like trade Gunny either, but. What I'm thinking 
is that the way the Royals roster is currently configured is that you have a lot of players who are really good at doing the same kinds of things. And that's why um, there's so much sort of lockup that happens until you throw Kristen Press in there. And then you see, you know, the different locks sort of being activated. And I think Gunny is a very, very desirable, highly, highly prized starting piece for probably every team in the league outside of maybe North Carolina, where she's just a rotational player. And so I think if you're looking long-term or you're looking to make things, mix things up or you're looking to build, mm-hmm. I think Gunny is that player that even though I love that you actually probably could get rid of and get something for it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Party party. Party on Wayne. Party in the uh, USA. That song that came song? out like when I was in college. It's not, I think so. I'm not, not a recent song. I don't know. <laughs> Kitty Perry, I think. Right? It's not. Oh, you're right. It's Who sings that Sayers. song? No, she doesn't. I thought it was Hannah Montana. Yeah. Oh, it is. Do we, do we yep. have to pay royalties for Sayers. that now? Love it. Thanks for doing this. That's great. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, because it was only like seven seconds. We're good. Can we just make it our new outro music <laughs> until we get sued? <laughs> Which we probably <laughs> we will. Oh man. Anyway, guys, we're not yeah. even halfway. You lied to me virtually. You said it was gonna be like thirty minutes. We're at forty-five. I said it was either gonna be really short or really long. Oh yeah. Okay. There we go. Okay. We'll, we'll pick it back up. All right. Um, so Mallory Weber outside back. What do we think of that? Yeah. Um, <sighs> it's come mm. off in the last two games. Uh, I would like, I guess mm-hmm. I'm curious why Michelle Mamon isn't playing. Do you guys know anything about that? Isn't she now in the supplemental oh, roster? That's... I don't think so. Are you, but it's. I think she might be. I don't get why Manny Nolf is making the bench though, and she is not. <gasps> I don't know. Never mind. Uh, because I thought that once the national players came back, only mm. Gabby Vincent was added to the roster, and then everybody else kind of got the. Hey, thanks for thanks for thanks for playing with us. <laughs> That's how they say it too. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Here's your participation trophies. <laughs> you played three games. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Um no, I didn't think about it that way. I think you're right. I mean, still, I like her. She was very, very good. We have some comments about that. Um I don't know. It's interesting. But we are getting higher, and we're pressing, and we're not being tested as much. Granted, a lot of that has to do with the opposition we're playing. And normally I'd say it's probably a bad idea for Seattle, but uh, with Mm -hmm. Seattle having 11 players out last game, um, six with season-ending injuries, makes makes sense to sort of take those risks. And for multiple reasons, it's working. It's getting higher, I think, with the games coming up against the Pride 
and the spirit, the pride, particularly a team that's going to leak a lot of goals. I think you stick with it and see where it goes. I like the idea of, of getting a little bit higher like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I, I, I like, you know, I think some with Becca Morales being out and Kelly O'Hara being out, there had to be some, you know, adjustment and, yeah, so far she's doing great. I, I think. think sort of like um, Kelly, she you does know. provide a pretty special like attacking spark um, from the outside back position, which is which is nice to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, she got an assist uh, this week, and uh, you know that's mm-hmm. real great. Yeah, assists are great. All right, um, Red Stars game, we lost. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Sky Blue, we won! Yay! Yay! No, no. Not only um, did 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 we win, we won yeah, by three huge. goals. Three goals. I know. That's that's I, insane. Yeah, keeping that clean it's sheet. August miracle was key it's, because it, it felt like they hadn't very much lately, and the Royals were such a strong defensive team in the past that. To me, this felt like I know it's against Sky Blue, who are bad, um, but it really showed what we needed to see on, like throughout mm-hmm. the whole team. The midfield looked good. The defense kept it locked down, kept the, the clean sheet. The attack got three goals. It just felt it's felt like such a goal drought. Um, and when you have that, but you don't have those clean mm-hmm. sheets, like you drop down from first to seventh or whatever. Um, and this is the exact response we need to see from the team. Even if it was against um, a poorer team like Sky Blue, they responded well and they did exactly what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they hadn't, yeah. they hadn't won since they beat Sky yeah. Blue at home yeah. it, on June 15th. And I think that was like a one zero win. Um, yeah, I mean that that game yeah. to me felt very much yeah. like the Kristen Press show. Like she was incredible. She really should have had uh, a hat trick, if not more. Uh, she was really unfortunate not to to find that yeah. third goal. Um, but then also Labonta was great too. Like she was. I just feel like she has like really flipped it into a next gear, uh, like the next gear. Um, has been all over, has been so good on the ball, has had mm-hmm. good vision. Um, I mean, she had two assists, mm-hmm. even if she was only credited technically for one of them. She created two goals, mm-hmm. and that is awesome. Mm-hmm. 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 I love Labonta. She's like – I've loved her since she's like was part of the Kansas City squad. She's just – She's just such an underrated player. Um, she's great. And, yeah. yeah, like you guys said earlier, she works so good with Kristen Press. Um, that, uh, that it was after I really, really enjoy. Some game recently. I can't remember which one, but I was in the tunnel. I can't remember if it was an RSL or Utah Rails game. I was in the tunnel, like heading to the post-match press conference, and Roger Espinoza was there. Uh and they weren't playing Kansas City, and I was like, "Why mm-hmm. is he? Oh, Labonta." And at some point, I I would really love to ask her, <laughs> like, 
hey, you're really liked here. Your your boyfriend is really hated here. Like, what is that like for you? <laughs> she knows, though. Did you? There was actually a video uh, this weekend because RSL played Kansas City. It was like it as actually promoted mm-hmm. on the uh, Utah Royals FC you, you Instagram. Said I, you, I can't believe you missed it. Guess where were Kansas you? Kansas City, but go on. yeah okay defeat it um but she was talking about how um (laughs) she's well aware of you know what's going on but she is actually she (laughs) she actually supports she's like um what did she say she said something about like oh that's cool family like the rsl family i saw rsl after that game tweeted a picture i think of her that was like family of her boyfriends or something and i'm like that's Funny and kind of a weird statement, but cool. Yeah. Uh, so that mm-hmm. makes more sense now. <laughs> yep. There you go. Yeah. I, oh. uh, her and I actually talked about this the last time off the mic, the last time we had her on the show. Um, and she, she's great. Like y'all said, she's fully aware and she rolls with the punches. Yep. It's 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 really it's really fun. She goes yeah. to a ton of RSL games as well. Mm-hmm. When yeah, Lo Lo Labonta is she's pretty great. It's pretty funny and ironic. Given, I mean, if you take RSL's history, <laughs> what other player in terms of like being a nemesis is there? Except maybe Benny Fellhaber. Yeah, Fellhaber. And then Absolutely after that, Espinoza. And then... Who, Dom Dwyer. Yeah. Third I can be Dom salty Dwyer. all day about sporting Kansas City, you guys. Don't even get me started. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, moving on to our next um, topic. Yeah, real quick. Oh. Let's, just, let's just run through the goals in that Sky Blue game. Uh, 27th minute um, is press and low. So... Yeah, the, uh, the Royals have the ball. Press does a really smart run and just splits defense. And Lowe's ball is just perfectly placed, perfectly weighted. Um, Press is able to run on it and just slots it past Sheridan. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that wasn't enough, literally two minutes later, same thing. Uh, good. Well, Lowe assists Press again. It's a really good cross in from Labonta and Press puts it away through a little bit of traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and going into the first half, the Royals are up 2-0. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, uh, I, apparently the first time in club history, uh, Press and A-Rod score in the same game, and that's so badly what we need to see. I think mm-hmm. the Royals have such talented players, and it's been so frustrating not to see goals from Press and A-Rod in the same game. Um and then, yeah, uh, Weber gives an – is it Weber or Weber? It's Weber, right? Mm-hmm. Weber. Weber. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, gives an assist to, to A-Rod. Um, find, yeah, it's a good ball. She just finds a gap in the defense and puts it mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they. I watched it from Minnesota where I was. It was really sad not to actually be at that game. I miss all the good games, but – you know, I'm willing to make that sacrifice. <laughs> Married life hashtag. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no, it was it was really good just to see 
that was the confidence booster this team needed because after six games, mm-hmm. six game winless streak, you know, people were counting them out. Even, I mean, I wasn't fully counting them out, but I'm like, if they keep playing the way they're playing, goodbye <laughs> 2019 season. Yeah. But, um, you know, there was, there was, there was still a lot of season left for them to be fully counted out. Um, and they had to turn things around and, this was the game that did it because, you know, here we go. Sunday, Rain FC in Tacoma. Um, and Rain, I mean, Utah has never beat Rain FC up until Sunday. So, you know, it made me a little nervous. And yeah. yeah. That fixture screamed, not a good time. But lo and behold. Mm hmm. Wow. Yeah, I kind of wonder if does does the team get that result had they not beaten Sky Blue, you know, just a few days before? Because I think that, Cindy, to your point, that's a huge confidence yeah. boost. I mean, soccer is very mental. I mean, sports are very, very mental. Um, so, you know, people can talk about the physical aspects and the athleticism that goes into it. And yes, of course, that is a huge part. But you know, players, you know, just like, even just like a collective um, bunch, like, you know, it is a mental game as well. So, yeah, I, I don't, I think had they lost to Sky Blue, I don't, it might be a different game. Yeah. yeah. That's a great point. I never thought of it from that perspective, but mm-hmm. yeah, hey, absolutely. Yeah, I do know things. so seattle third game in eight days for press and sarabrun three goals um third the first game in the third minute some beautiful footwork by a rod that was such a good move Mm -hmm. and then she took a shot hit the bar and stengel was just there roaming in the right position and it just fell into her lap and she put it away um, Labonta, beautiful run. Yeah, real quick on, on that first goal, like it's it was insane that they scored in the third minute in Tacoma, mm-hmm. like against the rain. Uh, like that is a huge accomplishment. I was freaking out because, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think this was going to be a game that they would get a result in. Um, and yeah, Amy did so much great work. Like she just smoke so many defenders like you can see why she is one of the best attackers you know in league history um and it was kind of a garbage goal a little bit but stengel like was in the right place at the right time she was positioned well um kind of a weird way to put it away but like so much of the game is being you know positioning yourself well and she did that that's all I had to say about the goal, but I felt like we needed to hype it a little bit more. <laughs> no, th- that was good. I was just breezing through. Glad you did that. Um, Labonta, that goal was that goal was very very good. The run up and then the chip. That was wow. It was wow. Um, yeah. Anything else y'all want to say on that one? Just so good. Just yeah. Just- just so good. It was a great run. Like, yeah, that, that run I think was really fantastic. Um, 
But also, yeah, 42nd minute, the rain did score. Like, let's talk about kind of oh, what yeah. went wrong there. Um, yeah, Shea Groom. Uh, slots that passed Barney. From my perspective, um, it looked like um, Sauerbrunn had a chance to clear it and just like could not quite make the right connection uh, with the ball. And uh, one of the random players kind of like connects with the ball as Sauerbrunn's trying to clear. Um, and Groom is actually pretty far back towards the top of the box and Scott is sort of marking her and then just doesn't go with her when she runs up. So I feel like some of that, and you guys can correct me if you saw it differently, but a lot of the blame for that goal mm-hmm. I think comes on Scott because she didn't track her, her runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would agree with yeah. that. Agree with that. I, I don't want to throw Scott another bus because I think she's fantastic, but I do think she made a mistake there. Yeah. Just a wee bit. I'm the real sort of, oh my God, we're actually going to win this and hold it. And, you know, it's not a fluke. Goal came in uh, the 66th minute, 66th minute. Really interesting that it was complete opposite fashion of the first goal because you had Stengel taking the shot and A-Rod being the one to find out on the rebound. But, Yeah. Incredible. It feels so weird to win back-to-back <laughs> games, but I'm so j- jubilant about it. Like, Do you all remember the one-goal curse? That feels so long ago. We've scored six goals in four days after only scoring six goals from May 25th to August 3rd. Mm. That st- that's that courtesy of our guy Ryan McDonald. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... If you'd asked me Wednesday night, I would have been stoked about a 1-0 win uh, because it felt like it had been so long since a win at all. But this is a team that I think shows they can do it and they can kind of take on anyone. Um, I mean, I know uh, the Rain are re- have a, just a ton of injuries right now, so it's certainly a weakened Rain team, but... Like this mm-hmm. is the right time of the year to get hot, and uh, you know if they can sneak into that fourth place playoff spot and mm-hmm. have a good run in the playoffs, like they're looking dangerous mm-hmm. right now. I'm sure no one is stoked in their form uh, if you're yeah. any other team in the league. And if Rain FC lose this, you know, uh, coming weekend, I don't know the Rain's FC schedule, but if they lose and Utah wins, Utah's back in. Like That's it's. Right. They like slip slip in. So when you have like 10, 12 games, it's kind of early to rule the team yeah. out, especially the way the NWSL works out where anything can happen and, um, you know. Um, yeah. It looks like the Reigns' next game is against Sky Blue. <laughs> oh, man. But it's in Sky, it's in Sky Blue. <laughs> it's in New Jersey. Um, in New Jersey. And actually, this, I think this is the game that they're, they moved to Red Bull Arena in New York. Oh, you're Newark. right. I think, I think that's that's yeah. exciting. Um, so that would yeah. be exciting. But yeah, cool. Changing venues also seems to take away kind of the you know the home advantage you might have. 
That's but true. We'll see. Maybe, yeah. That's maybe true. The fan, you know, the New Jersey fans will show up, pack it out, and it'll be awesome. Mm. Hey, if Sky Blue beat Utah, mm. it can beat anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, then again, th- there's still plenty of time left, even if Seattle beats Sky Blue, which they likely will. Mm-hmm. I mean, Utah should emphasis on should beat Orlando mm-hmm. and hopefully beat Washington coming up. But I, you know, I think the most important thing here is that I think that this game sort of gave us hope because we've been talking about how uh, playoffs look bleak, mm. uh, probably not going to make the playoffs. Uh, Got to win a lot <laughs> of games in a row. And we have been so bad against the Seattle team. And it's not just, you know, not getting any points against them in the past and not winning games. The games against Seattle have been kind of a dark mark, it feels, on us, just in terms of Mm -hmm. performance and not feeling like there's energy and not feeling like there's intent and just sort of locking down and just blah. Mm -hmm. That game, even with the injuries, sort of changed the story around that. And like you said, Lucas could not have came at a better time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Shall we move on to talk about listener reactions real, yeah. real quick? I guess. <laughs> cool. We're going to skip most of these. Don't be offended. Um, Nick B. I like how we had the same starting lineup two games in a row. Let's keep the momentum, the momentum rolling forward. And let's not only make the playoffs, but keeping the momentum rolling right into the playoffs. Go Royals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Money Penny. That's a dope Twitter name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see what Press and A-Rod can do together moving forward. I'm not... I hope they can keep it up. I hope they can keep this chemistry up. I'm not the most optimistic just because, you know, it feels like this is... Well, it is the first time that it's happened where they both scored. And it, it feels like it has been kind of you know, uncommon when they both have good games and they're on the field together, but hopefully we can keep it up. Um, Homer for RSL press is wicked fast, man. You're telling me what's it like to be that fast. What's it like to be that level of superhuman? I'm pretty sure she can run eight times faster with the ball than I can run without it. (laughs) We'll just leave it at that. Um, Aaron says we took advantage of midfield space and finished opportunistically finishing is important. And we did that similar to what John said is that we not only were we able to create, but we capitalized on the opportunities that the rain gave us. Mm-hmm. Marcus says, I love low celebration of hitting it out of the ballpark. That was great. I, think I really like that celebration. Game, it was a very it? good moment. <laughs> He was at the game. He was at the game. Does he travel everywhere? And Does he go everywhere? What kind I of money are you making, Marcus? Ones he can drive. To. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. I'm he f- he that. flew out to the NC game. See? Yeah. He's balling. He has like yeah, that game we don't know about. You know what I'm mad about, guys? <laughs> Is that I never travel. I had never been to Seattle before, and I was in Seattle. Um, on Saturday, oh, I should have yeah. just stayed for the game. Yeah. Wait, when did you get back? I know. Uh, Saturday. Oh, but you could have stayed an extra day. Gotcha. I mean, if you 
logistically yeah. probably. I just didn't realize it. No. Dang. I know. Mega bummer. Mega bummer. All right. Um, I still think Maymo needs some time on the pitch. We already talked about that. Uh, nothing we can talk about. Um, will this help Stengel's confidence now? Um, it was not a beautiful goal, but a goal will give you confidence. Mm-hmm. And Stengel has definitely yeah, been on the well. upwards trajectory like, the last month and a half. The goal, like mm-hmm. regardless of getting a goal or you thinking it was a weird goal, um, she played well. She's not playing as that center forward that we kind of are used to seeing her, um, you know, where she was playing last year. And I think that's exciting. I think that's a good thing. Um, she's mm-hmm. not going to plant a rod or press. Um, and I feel like she's finding other ways to contribute to the team, and that's really valuable. Yeah, exactly. It's what they need. It's what she needs. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, do you have any other thoughts, Cindy? No, I do not. Cool beans. All right. So the next game, we got a game against Orlando and then a quick turnaround against Washington. These should be two relatively easy games before things start heating up. Uh, Our schedule to close out the season is not kind, um, both in terms of duration and sort of the few teams we close out against. We'll talk about that as we get closer to it. Mm This this is a mandatory six points. Um, Orlando has two wins out of the last five games they played. They're sitting at 11 points. So they've actually gained over half the points they have this entire season in the last four games. Regardless, this should be a game that we win. Um, Washington. It feels like it wasn't that long ago when the spirit actually dislodged us for first place. Um, but they've really slid as well. They have won one game they, in five. They are the rest are losses. So um, fingers crossed. So yeah, with a win, um, mm-hmm. that is also true. They looks like yeah, on goal difference, they are at four uh, plus four. We're plus two. So yeah, if they win, they will jump us into fifth, um, and we'd go down to fourth at least, depending on what happens with uh, the dash. So that like, there's a lot in the line for that for that game. Um, the dash. Granted, uh, I believe Orlando's first, so we really need to. No, uh, yeah, Orlando is first, so we really need to try to get a result in Orlando in order to give us a cushion mm-hmm. in case we don't get all three points in Washington. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that's thinking about it, the only thing that makes me a little nervous, is there is another. Yeah. Um, victory tour coming up. So I believe, I believe it's, uh, I want to say the day after Labor Day, um, they'll be out again or that weekend stretch, I think. So that makes me a little nervous. Um, and we could go into the whole tangents about why they're doing this now in such a crucial time. Oh, it's so yeah. frustrating. I mean, Come yeah, on. They play Portugal August 29th <sighs> and then again on September 3rd. Uh, 
So I, is there a game that week? So the 29th is a Thursday. I don't believe – so I think that's an actual international break, right? Yeah. So no games will be impacted uh, then. And it's the victory tour, so it's not like they're doing crazy training yeah, I just, for it. I that think game on the third, um, the Royals have a game then on the sixth. So – um, they're hosting Portland. It's a really short turnaround, right. but that is, it's going to be a big mm. game. They need points. They need every point they can get. Mm-hmm. And I, that's true. And I think press wants to play. If I remember from, uh, she was asked last time what she thought about just, you know, playing so many games, but I think she's, she said she was kind of used to it now because of the world cup schedule. Um, so that's good. I think she'll, yeah. I think press likes playing. So hopefully they do get back. And I, I don't think for some reason I thought they were gone over, over that weekend and there was like a big game, but they should be okay. They should return for the sixth and be a okay. Maybe. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see, which is stressful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joe Ellis, if you're listening to this, um, you can start the B team, US national team. <laughs> please, like actually, please. Yes. Begging you. Like you can start, I have hope. Yeah. She can start Tobin Heath and Lindsay Horan and uh Emily Sonic. Yeah, she should start all the Portland players, especially for that game on the third. Yeah, start them. Full 90, no mm-hmm. rest. Yep. Probably not even a water break for them. Just, yeah. just to be safe. <laughs> yeah. None of that. Just just let them go. Maybe like they should, those four, they should just practice the night before and super late into the night. Yeah. You know? You know, that sounds like a killer hashtag. <laughs> no water for Tobin. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm sure it'd be suicide on Twitter. <laughs> but uh, You're going to get in trouble again. <laughs> I don't dare. I think I've learned my lessons. <laughs> oh man. All right. Hey, thanks everyone for listening to the Utah Royal SFC show. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next week. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next week. Potentially. <laughs> <laughs>